Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Bonjour tout le monde et bienvenue à Coffee Break French. Welcome back to Coffee Break French. Now, in this lesson, we're looking at two small words, qui and que. And normally, learners find these words quite difficult to use in the correct situation. But hopefully, after this lesson, all will be clear. We hope that you enjoy lesson 65 of Coffee Break French. So, Anna, I know I said that we were going to move on from the imperfect tense, but just before we do, I'd like to double-check that you and indeed our listeners know exactly how the imperfect tense is used. So, can you give me some examples of how it's used? Okay, so you would use the imperfect tense when you're describing something in the past. Okay, so can you remember the kind of things that you might describe? Okay, I remember that we used a mnemonic. Which we did indeed. was Prince Philip changes his wig Frequently. Frequently, yeah. Uh huh. So P stood for? People. Yeah, the other P. Places. Mm-hmm. Uh, clothes. Yeah. And what was the other thing that C could stand for? Colours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hair. Uh huh. Weather. Uh huh. And. F- frequently was F for? Feelings. Feelings. Okay. So when you're describing these things in the past, you tend to use the imperfect tense, especially when it's describing an ongoing situation as opposed to something that suddenly happens. Now, the other examples, the other constructions that we use to translate the imperfect tense were what? Okay, the imperfect tense in French can sometimes be translated into English as was or were doing something. Okay, so can you tell me how you would say, I was speaking French? Je parlais français. Je parlais français. Okay, A-I-S ending on je parlais. Okay, so that was was or were doing. Can you give me another example of an English construction that's used to translate the imperfect? I used to do something. Exactly. So how would you say, I used to walk on the beach using se promener? Je me promenais uh, sur la plage. Je me promenais sur la plage. Okay, good stuff. So that's the used to do. And there was another construction sometimes that's used. It's a little more confusing, this one. But can you remember what the one I'm referring to is? Oh, I would do something. That's right. I would do something. And it's that kind of evocative past. I would stroll along the beach in the evening and... And I would hold her hand and blah, blah, blah. So it's that would do something. So how would you say... I would go to the beach every day when I was young. Okay, you would say, J'allais à la plage chaque jour quand j'étais jeune. Okay, chaque jour would be each day, every day. It's a, a fine way of saying that. But tous les jours, 
is perhaps a more everyday way of saying everyday. Tous les jours, all the days. Tous okay. les jours. Tous les jours. So, j'allais à la plage tous les jours quand j'étais jeune. J'allais à la plage tous les jours quand j'étais jeune. And you've got to say it in that evocative voice. J'allais à la plage tous les jours quand j'étais jeune. I don't know if I can do it as well as you can. <laughs> go on, have a go. J'allais à la plage tous les jours quand j'étais jeune. <laughs> Excellent, très bien. Okay, it sounds like you've got the imperfect tense totally sorted out, Anna, and hopefully our listeners do too. It's time to move on now. Actually, um, just before we do, I wanted to ask you something, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking through my notes this week because, you know, when you do the imperfect tense and then you have to go to the new form of the verb. Um, but I was, I couldn't actually remember um, where to find the RE verbs and the IR verbs, like how to form them in the present tense. And in the present tense? Um, okay, I think we possibly dealt with that. Uh, I remember it lesson for. 42 or 43, but we'll go through it just in case. Um, it's very straightforward. Addy verbs in the present tense are formed as follows. Let's take vendre as an example. So it would be je vends. Je vends. And the ending there is S, so it's V-E-N-D-S. Je vends. Je vends. Then tu vends. Tu vends. And it's the same ending, so just the S. Je vends, tu vends. And then the he or she sells would be il or elle vend. Il, elle vend. Yeah, it sounds the same, but in this case, there's no ending on it. Okay, so that's like the invisible ending, if you like. So the ending of the je form is s, the tu form is s, and then the il, elle form is nothing. So je vends, tu vends, il vend, elle vend. Je vends, tu vends, il vend, elle vend. Now, when it comes to the nous form, as you probably would guess, you add ons. So, nous vendons. Nous vendons. And that's obviously the one that you're going to be using to form the imperfect tense. But let's just stick to the present tense just now. So, nous vendons. Nous vendons. Vous vendez. Vous vendez. With an EZ ending. And il or elle, plural, vende. Il, elle, vende. And vende is spelled V-E-N-D-E-N-T. Il, elle, vende. Il, elle, vende. So, je vends, tu vends, il vend, elle vend. Nous vendons, vous vendez, ils vendent, elles vendent. Je vends, tu vends, il, elle vend. Nous vendons, vous vendez, ils, elles vendent. Très bien. So, that's ARI verbs. And, of course, there's lots of ARI verbs, um, many of which are regular, and they're following those same patterns. With IR verbs, it's a little different. The endings... Uh, for the first three parts, are slightly different from the pattern that's followed in the next three parts. So let's take the je, tu, il, and elle forms first. When I say three parts, obviously I'm meaning the first person, second person, and third person singular, combining il and elle singular together. So let's take finir, to finish, and uh, let's conjugate it as je finis. Je finis. And the ending there is is, so f-i-n-i-s, je finis. Je finis. Tu finis. Tu finis. And the ending there is also IS. So tu finis. Tu finis. And il or elle finit. Il, elle finit. And the ending there this time is IT. So je finis, tu finis, il finit, elle finit. Je finis, tu finis, il finit, elle finit. 
je and tu, I, S, and then il and elle, I, T. When we get to the nous form, something slightly different happens. You're probably familiar with this already. The form becomes nous finissons. Nous finissons. So you've got an extra ISS in there. The ending of the verb is ISSONS. Okay, so nous finissons. Nous finissons. And the same happens with vous finissez. Vous finissez. And with the il and elle plural form, it's il finisse. Il finisse. And that's I-S-S-E-N-T. And elle finisse, obviously. Elle finisse. So the whole verb, je finis, tu finis, il finit, elle finit. Nous finissons, vous finissez, ils finissent, elles finissent. Ok. Je finis, tu finis, il finit, elle finit, nous finissons, vous finissez, ils finissent, elles finissent. Ok. As I say, I think we've possibly covered that before. I hope we've covered it before, but if not, at least now you have the full conjugations of these verbs. And it's the new form that you would use to form the imperfect tense of the same con- conjugations. Okay, thank you for going over it again with me. No problems. Okay, let's move on to qui and que. These are two words that are used to join two parts of a sentence together. Now, let's think of an example. Um, It's perhaps not the most obvious example, but it reminds me of a very funny review of Copybrook French (laughs) that I read this week. Um, And the example that we'll choose is, it's the boy who is under the plane. Okay, Anna's laughing here because she's read the view, <laughs> review too. Um, there's a link on the website. So, it's the boy who is under the plane. So, in this case, we would say, it's the boy, Anna. C'est not la fille. I don't know why that came into my head. It's not the girl, it's the boy. <laughs> le garçon. Le garçon, okay. C'est le garçon who is under the plane. Uh, what word would you use for Who? Um, I think it would be qui. Yeah. Qui is the normal word for who when we say who in English, but we'll come back to that in a moment. So it's the boy who is under the plane. Can you remember how to say under? Um, sur? No, that's sur on. Is over or on. Sous. 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 So the boy, it's the boy who is under the plane. It's the boy, c'est le garçon qui est sous l'avion. C'est le garçon qui est sous l'avion. Okay, so it's the boy who is under the plane. It's a bit of a silly example, but as I say, it's making reference to a very funny review of Coffee Break French. Let's take another example. Um, It's Marie who is coming with us. C'est Marie qui vient avec nous. Absolutely. C'est Marie qui vient avec nous. Now, these examples are fairly easy to translate because in English we use the word who in these situations. It's Marie who is coming with us. However, let's take another example which also uses qui in French. Let's talk about the two rooms which look out over the sea. Um, can you remember back to when we were doing accommodation, I would like a room which looks out over the sea? How do you say to look out over the sea? Um, I'll give you a clue if you want. Yes, please. Okay. In French, you say to give on the sea. Okay, so you would say donner, 
Sur la plage? No, uh, sur la mer. Sur la mer. Uh-huh. So, the two rooms which look out over the sea are les deux chambres qui donnent sur la mer. Les deux chambres qui donnent sur la mer. Okay, so, the two rooms which look out over the sea, for example, sont au premier étage, they're on the first floor. Les deux chambres qui donnent sur la mer sont au premier étage. Les deux chambres qui donnent sur la mer sont au pre- premier étage? Yeah, so the two rooms which look out over the sea are on the first floor. Now there we've used qui again, but this time it's not translating who, it's translating which, or indeed in certain parts of the English-speaking world, that. Some people might be more likely to say the two rooms that look out over the sea are on the first floor. But in French, we're using qui. And there's a good reason for this. Let's look at one more example before we get into the reason. The example is, c'est le fromage qui est bon ici. So, what would that mean? It's the cheese that is good here. Yeah, it's the cheese that's good here, or it's the cheese which is good here. Now, in this situation, again, we're translating qui as which or that. So, qui, so far, used as this relative pronoun, can mean which, that, or if it's a person, who? Now, I want you to listen to the three examples again, Anna, and then we're going to look at what immediately follows the qui in these sentences. C'est le fromage qui est bon ici. Les deux chambres qui donnent sur la mer sont au premier étage. C'est Marie qui vient avec nous. What type of word follows the key in each case here? So there's always a verb that follows the key. Exactly. C'est le fromage qui est très bon ici. So the est comes from être, part of the être verb. Les deux chambres qui donnent sur la mer. So donne, from donner, comes straight after the key. And c'est Marie qui vient avec nous. Vient is following key, and vient comes from venir. A verb. So in each case, qui is followed immediately by the verb. If we want to look at this from a grammatical point of view, what it means is that the qui is referring to the subject of the sentence. So, c'est le fromage qui est bon ici. Le fromage est bon ici. Le fromage is the subject. Les deux chambres qui donnent sur la mer... So, who is it that is looking out over the sea, or what is it? It's les chambres. Les deux chambres qui donnent. Donner is referring back to the subject, les deux chambres. And c'est Marie qui vient avec nous. The vient is referring back to Marie, because it's going to, it's going to be Marie who is coming with us. So, qui is followed immediately by a verb, because it refers back to the subject of the sentence. That makes sense so far. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, we're going to take a short break there and we'll be back in just a moment. Now, if you'd like to get more out of your Coffee Break French experience, then you can sign up for the premium version of the course. And that includes video versions of each lesson, where you'll see the words and phrases on the screen of your device, 
There are lesson notes and also bonus audio episodes available to help you consolidate what you've learned in the main episode. You can find out more about the premium version of Coffee Break French at the Coffee Break Academy. That's at coffeebreakacademy.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, let's get on with the lesson. Okay, now I'm going to confuse you by giving you some other examples, which in English will use the same words as our previous examples, but in French need to use a different one. We've previously said, it's the cheese which is good here. Now listen to this example. It's the cheese which I like. Okay, think about the difference in English here. It's the cheese which is good here. What's following the which? A or, verb. Or that, if you prefer that. <laughs> it's the cheese that is good here. It's followed by a verb. It's the cheese which I like. Or it's the cheese that I like. What immediately follows the which or that? Well, in this case, it's the word I. Yeah, remember that. Okay, we'll come back to it. Let's take another example. So far, we've had the two rooms... Which look out over the sea are on the first floor? Think about this example. The two rooms which we want are on the first floor. Or the two rooms that we want are on the first floor. What immediately follows the which or that? Um, that would be we, another personal pronoun. Absolutely, yeah, you're getting this. Uh, and the third example it's Marie who is coming with us, was our original. It's Marie that I know. That's quite bad English, but I'm, I'm do, <laughs> doing it deliberately at the moment. It's Marie that I know. What follows the that? The I. The I. So it's another subject pronoun. So in this case, all of these examples are using a relative pronoun again, the which or that. And in this case, it's followed immediately by a pronoun, a subject pronoun, or indeed by a noun. For example, it's Marie that Claude knows. Okay, so it's a, a personal, a person or a thing or a noun or something like that. So in this case, we don't use qui, but que. So let's try translating them. It's the cheese that I like, or which I like. 
C'est le fromage que j'aime. C'est le fromage que j'aime. And compare that to, c'est le fromage qui est bon ici. Okay, so qui est followed by a verb. And yes, there's a verb after c'est le fromage que j'aime. There's a verb after the que here. But it's got a personal pronoun. Okay, so in this case, the subject is je. C'est le fromage que j'aime. But the fromage, which is being described by the que, is actually the object. Okay, it's the cheese that I like. So I like, and the cheese is what I like. Okay, so it's the cheese that I like, c'est le fromage que j'aime. Let's look at the second example. The two rooms which we want are on the first floor. Les deux chambres que nous voulons sont au premier étage. Parfait. Les deux chambres que nous voulons sont au premier étage. So the que here is followed by nous. Not voulons or anything like that. It's got a subject pronoun in there because we want these two rooms. So we are doing the wanting. We are the subject and the two rooms are the object. So les deux chambres que nous voulons sont au premier étage. And the last example, it's Marie that I know. C'est Marie que je connais. C'est Marie que je connais. Très bien. Now, in actual fact, probably in correct English, you ought to say, it's Marie whom I know. When you say whom in English, if you use whom correctly in English, then that always translates que, never qui. Okay? It's Marie whom I know. C'est Marie que je connais. It's Marie who was here yesterday. C'est Marie qui était ici hier. Très bien. So in that case, it's, it's Marie who was here yesterday. Who in English is correctly used there. And who translates as qui. Whereas whom, it's Marie whom I know. Because it's followed by a, a different subject. It's Marie whom I know. That would be the que. C'est Marie que je connais. Now, there are a couple of other points I'd like to pick up on here before we finish today. And that is with the que. In English, sometimes we actually leave out the relative pronoun altogether. So, for example, it's the cheese which or that I like. We can say in English, it's the cheese I like. That means the same, doesn't it? Yes. However, in French, you can't leave out the que. So, it's the cheese I like. That means it's the cheese that I like. C'est le fromage que j'aime. So let's look at the second example. The two rooms which we want, or the two rooms that we want, are on the first floor. Equally, we could say the two rooms we want are on the second floor. But again, in French, you need the que. So les deux chambres que nous voulons sont au premier étage. Les deux chambres que nous voulons sont au premier étage. And the third example, c'est Marie que je connais. It's Marie whom I know, or it's Marie that I know. We could also say, it's Marie I know. And because that can mean other things, it maybe is slightly less common there in that situation. But nonetheless, in French, you still need the que. C'est Marie que je connais. C'est Marie que je connais. Now, there's another situation or another thing that I'd like to remind you about. And that is that key to remember 
can be used for things as well as people. So, c'est le fromage qui est bon ici. Even though the fromage is not a person, and you might be thinking of qui as meaning who, qui is the correct word to use there. So just remember that even if it's a thing, it might be qui. It's not really dependent in French on whether it's a, pe a person or not. It's dependent on what the situation is to do with the subject and the object of the sentence. There's one final thing that I don't want to miss out here, but I don't want to cover it in any great detail. I'm going to mention it very briefly then, because it's something that is really quite tricky to get a grip on. When in French you're using the perfect tense with the que situation, so for example, the book which I have bought, then that would be translated as le livre que j'ai acheté. Make sense? Yes. So le livre que j'ai acheté. Translated perfectly word for word. The book which I have bought. C'est le livre que j'ai acheté. However, in this situation, in this situation only, when you say, for example, it's the house which I have bought, then with this situation, you would say, c'est la maison que j'ai acheté, and it sounds the same, but because of that que there, you need to add an extra E to the acheté. So the acheté in this situation, only because it's in the perfect tense and only because it's following the que, has to agree with what is seen as the object of the sentence, in this case, the house. It's the house which I have bought. C'est la maison, that's the object, que j'ai acheté. And acheté would be spelled E-C-H-E-T-E, -E, acute E. The extra E, because of this object that precedes this part of the sentence. It forms part of a group of rules called the preceding direct object rules. And when you say that to most French learners, they kind of start to shake and go a little worried and because it's all very, very complicated. And it's not. It's absolutely not. It's simply, in this situation, because of the que, that's what triggers the preceding direct object rule. And it means you have to agree the past participle of, in this case, acheter, because of the object that it's referring to. C'est la maison que j'ai acheté. The same thing happens with plurals. So, ce sont les livres que j'ai acheté. It's the books which I bought, or which I've bought. Acheté would be spelled E-A-C-H-E-T-E-A-C-U-T-S. And if you bought two houses, ce sont les deux maisons que j'ai acheté. And there it would be E-A-C-U-T-E-S at the end of acheté. Now, I don't want you to worry about this. It's simply to mention it while we're talking about qui and que. Alors, Anna, c'est facile, qui et que? Ce n'est pas facile, mais je comprends. Très bien. Alors, c'est tout pour aujourd'hui. And that's where we're going to leave it today for this edition of Coffee Break French. Thanks for joining us and we hope it's been useful. You can join the Coffee Break French community on Facebook at facebook.com slash coffeebreakfrench and we're at Learn French on Twitter. Merci beaucoup et à bientôt!
This is a production of the Radiolingua Network. Find out more at radiolingua.com.